For this week's opener, I got a, a psychological question here. So this, this so, one's, uh, yeah, it's 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 pretty interesting. I'm not going to explain the whole like psychology about it until after because obviously that ruins the whole point of the experiment. But here it goes. Would you rather have your significant other physically cheat on you one time? They'll never see that person again, and there's no like emotional connection. It's all just physical. Or would you rather them have an emotional relationship with somebody that's like, fully online? They'll never see this person their entire life but it goes on forever. Okay. So I also, a friend of mine, Emily asked me this question and she knows you too. Uh, so she gave me answers or she like gave me predictions on what she thought you guys would answer. So I am very excited to hear this. So Aiden, what do you got? I, I don't even think it's a question. I would prefer the physical 100%. I don't even think it's a debate. good answer. Good answer. Brady? <laughs> good answer. Good answer. Uh, yeah, of course. The, the one time physical one and done. One and done, yeah. So, um, Emily predicted that Aiden was gonna say the emotional one, and Brady was gonna pick the uh, yes. Brady was gonna pick the the uh the one time physical one because hey. the one time the physical one is the female uh, like the females tend to answer that more, and the emotional side oh. the males tend to answer that more. So ah, suck it, Aiden. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we're feminine. International Women's Day. Let's go, baby. Um, Let's go. Shout out to my shout out to all my women out there. <laughs> Love you. Um, I I'm like next time I see her, I want to ask her why she would think that because like in my mind, it's not even a debate. Like, why would you want your significant other to like love somebody else? Because then you're just a filler. Like nobody wants to be a filler. We support our young kings out there. Yeah. We love our young kid. But uh, so I, 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 I found this question to be like, it's, it's actually like kind of a hard question because like the more I thought about it, uh, I went with the emotional one. Um, I, I, I just, I don't know. It's just like the, the physical aspect kind of, kind of threw me for a loop. But so the, the, the whole, like I said, the whole thing is if you choose like the emotional, like for them, to, for your significant other to have the emotional side, that's like the, the dude bro kind of answer. So uh, Emily kind of thought you were more of a dude, bro, and Brady was kind of more of a more but in touch like, with this feminine side. I don't know, but okay. if you like she's, think she's about batting, it, five hundred, it's pretty good. If yeah. you think about it in the long term, though, it's like if if your significant other is emotionally invested in somebody else, it doesn't even matter if like you know or not because yeah. you like you'll yeah. know, right? Like they're gonna sure. treat you as second best, whether you like it well, or not. It, it doesn't. It doesn't say that they they love them more than you uh it's, it's this is also getting into a lot more hypothetical i don't have this many details yeah. of this question written down yeah but like, they could again. they could just you know care for you just as much as they care for the other person which i mean but, see, okay so here's here's where like yeah. my like personal beliefs about like relationships come in that it's like i i honestly i don't feel like there's one person for you but i feel like if you find one person that is like um the one you feel like you're supposed to like build a life with and stuff, you'll always have that like attachment to them, like no matter who you're with. And it's like, so my thing is if, and like, who was it that said this? Was it Johnny Depp? I think she's, he was saying like, um, a woman that, uh, is in a relationship and falls in love with another man should always pick the second guy. Because if you were happy with the first guy, you would have never, 
fallen for the second. So it's like, that's kind of like, like I, I personally, I feel like that's like a really good way of putting it. So like, Sorry, I don't know. More like Johnny like, deep. Holy smokes. <laughs> I don't know if it was him a hundred percent, but like, I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, I think, I think before we dive into um, the relationship hour, I think we'll, we'll, we'll kick this one out to football. It's a football episode. So well, everybody, welcome back to the case, my podcast with us today. we got Aiden Brady, myself, Keyshawn, Ryan will be joining us later. Um, but yeah, we, we are, we are mere days away from the, from NFL free agency opening up. Uh, so we're going to talk about our favorite teams and like what we, what we think should happen, what's happened already. Um, yeah, I'm excited. I think I think before we start, uh, I Aiden and I have been talking about this quite a bit, and also like I mean we've been talking about it with like Brady and and Ryan, of course. Uh, but we 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 always just want to make sure that we keep like a, a level head going into the off season because we always we, there's always so many big free agents and big names, but most of these players get re-signed, so you know keep that and keep that in mind. But with that with that said, um, there's been a lot of news from the Panthers. Uh, we have restructured the contracts of Christian McCaffrey and Shaq Thompson, um, which I think I think it created about six million cap space between the two of them. Puts us at about like twenty five million cap space, give or take, which is quite a bit, especially if we're trying 32. to trade. Te- Sorry, what's that? You're at thirty two right now. Thirty two total. Oh, that's lovely. Um, tenth in the league, tenth most. Oh yes, okay. That's yes, that's 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 very that's very good. Uh, so we also have uh, franchise tag Taylor Motten, uh, who is a I would I would say he's a top fifteen tackle in the league, right or left side. He's top fifteen. Um, I think PFF can back that up as well. Uh, the biggest re-signing, probably the biggest move of the entire offseason, is we re-signed JJ Hansen to a one-year deal, or JJ Jansen, excuse me, not Hansen. He is our long snapper, and he's the longest tenured Panther. So you know, big deals, walking up our big name players. Uh, and outside of that, it has been, it has been fairly quiet. I think the Thomas Davis and Greg Olson signing one days to retire. That's not huge news. That's just kind of cool move from the Panthers. Um, do we, do we want to get into like targets and stuff like that as, as right now, Brady, of who, who I think we should go for? Oh, well, let's do team by team. So you can just do everything. So like, what do you, what do you want to do? Like, uh, three, three players at three different positions who you would like to see the Panthers acquire. Um, yeah. Like yeah I can, most, I can. And the number one is like most, you, you, that's your number one preference if you had to pick. So my, like, I, I would say I'm not going to include trade targets. Like my number one guy would be a quarterback, be that Deshaun Watson or Sam Darnold, depending on what we have to give up for Deshaun Watson. Um, but in terms of free agents, my biggest guy right now is Shaquille Griffin from the Seahawks. I think adding a like a number one corner like that would take so much pressure off Dante Jackson. He can ease into being a number two cornerback. And I think Dante Jackson is really good, but I don't think he's ever going to be that number one lead guy. Like I mean, the last time we had that guy was Josh Norman when Josh Norman was what the best cornerback in the NFL. Can we say that for one season? Is that fair? When he's fighting Cam Newton. Um, so I think, I think Shaquille Griffin would be, a, would be a great target for us. Uh, I also would like to see Hunter Henry. Um, I think as a, as a tight end, uh like we we need a guy to replace greg olson uh we haven't had that guy like ian thomas wasn't super great last year he was all right but i think a guy like hunter henry who when when healthy and went on the field i'm trying to he's a pretty solid tight end he's not in that like upper echelon of tight ends with uh greg kittle and i know it's george but greg kittle uh travis kelsey and i think we can throw darren waller in there but hunter henry is a pretty solid option depending on how much money he wants and then i like i wouldn't mind seeing 
maybe some offensive line help. Brady, is, is Tooney staying in, in New England? He was not – all I know right now is he was not tagged and he is expected to hit the market. Tooney would be a solid addition. I think, like, getting offensive line help to help our uh, help our quarterback out, help Christian McCaffrey out, um, whoever our quarterback may be. I think I think offensive line is, should always be a target for pretty much every single team in the in the NFL. Uh, so I think Joe Tooney is not a bad one. You can also go with like some linebackers. I think like the Titans linebacker Jayon Brown should be a free agent. I feel like he would be a good call. Um, I think Matt Milano from the Bills. I I like he'd be like a lower down. He'd maybe be like a top ten guy for me in terms of guys I want to get. Uh, John Johnson from the Rams. I'm gonna take everyone's targets here because I'm listing off every single player that's in free agency apparently, but. Uh, there's some good names out there, but Shaquille Griffin, Hunter Henry, and Joe Tooney. I think those are my big three guys that I would want to see um, come to the Carolina in terms of free agents. Please, Deshaun Watson, save my franchise. <laughs> but like, I also like in terms of like just just the way the the way the future looks for Carolina. I'm so optimistic. I was thinking about this earlier today, actually, when we were recording this. Um, I I like I as a avid Penguins fan. I've had so much success and so many like Stanley Cups and like, you know, three and three and 11 years, three and what is it? Technically seven years. Um, unbelievable. And like no missed playoffs. So I've been so, so like blessed as like, just like a, a Penguins fan. Now with the Panthers on the up and up, like we have such a good young defense. We have a great trio of wide receivers, the best running back in the NFL. This team is a few pieces away from being a juggernaut. And I'm so excited. If we can hit on a quarterback in this off season, we're a playoff team and like i i if we can like i wouldn't say maybe a deep playoff team just because we're so young but like in the coming years we will i'm i'm saying if this if we can put it together we're building towards a super bowl bold prediction but we are taking the right steps i think to building towards a super bowl mm-hmm. no i'm uh I, don't, I won't i won't yeah you go ahead and... uh speaking about the optimism that you have i'm very jealous of the position the Panthers <laughs> are in um, because like as you said, like so many young players, and like the thing is, like these like these young players, they all congregate together, right? Like if uh, a young quarterback, like who's already a superstar, like Deshaun Watson, wants out of Houston, he sees what's going on in Carolina with all these young players that are like restructuring their contracts, like you said, like uh, McCaffrey restructured his, right? Um you've got these guys that are all restructuring contracts to like bring in more guys, a guy like a superstar, like Deshaun Watson's going to see that he's going to want to get in on it. Right. Like, cause uh, same things happening in Tampa. I don't want to spoil that, but like it's teams that are like willing to restructure their contracts together are teams that are going to win and teams that are going to win for a long time, especially if they're young. Yeah, like I, I wonder if when Deshaun Watson, it, oh, sorry, not when, if Deshaun Watson comes to Carolina, does he restructure his contract like the rest of Carolina's done? Um, I, I know we're gearing towards signing Watson long term, um, but in terms of like our our receivers, uh, I think DJ Moore's still on his rookie deal. Robbie Anderson's on like a, a two year deal, maybe a three year deal, and then uh, Curtis Samuel's up for a contract this year. And we're still, I, I still. I haven't really heard much news about it. Like if they've mm-hmm. really done a whole ton. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm super, super excited um, for the future of Carolina, the Carolina Panthers. I was, I can't remember what town they play in Charlotte, Charlotte, North Carolina. <laughs> that's where it is. Super excited for football in Charlotte. That's the, uh, 
you know, that's where we're trying to go with that one. Mm-hmm. Um, Aiden, you did mention that you don't, you're not as uh, happy about your future as a Bears fan. Why don't you, why don't you take it away from here, man? Well, um, so before I talk about the free agents, I'm going to talk about a guy that was a free agent up until very, very Here's recently. a guy. <laughs> yes, and that guy's Allen Robinson. Uh, so there was a lot of news circulating him and how he wouldn't be coming back to the Bears. But then like a, a few days before, um, there was some speculation that actually he would be returning to the Bears on a longer term deal than would have been previously seen. Um, so that was definitely interesting. It was making some waves. Um, but then the Bears go ahead and just ugh, do what they've always done. They do something really, 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 <laughs> really stupid, and they franchise tag him. And so, like, as a Bears fan, I'm like, that's great. Like, Allen Robinson's back. Um, as a As someone that... I'd like to think I know football, but as someone that knows football, I can see this like pure stupidity in that move because now you've got like, so someone that like didn't really want to, like he wanted to play for the bears, but like he would have very happily taken a bigger contract somewhere else. So now you've gone and you've made him really, really mad uh, showing by him liking that tweet on Twitter. Uh, Tori Smith tweeted out, um, I hate the franchise tag or the franchise tag sucks. I think those were the exact words. Um, Alan Robinson liked the tweet. So as a Bears fan, that's something that you do indeed just hate to see. Um, but like he he came out to the media like quite a while ago and said like the last thing he wants to do is play under a salary or under a uh, franchise tag, um, which I mean... I get, but I don't. He's making sixteen and a half million this year from that franchise tag, uh, so I think he's making like he's making a lot of money. Um, and personally, if I were him, uh, I would be happy to be franchise tagged if that means that there is the potential for a long term deal after that franchise tag. Um, but Ryan Pace, the GM of the Bears, like he he makes very questionable moves. Um, but nothing's been done about that, so that doesn't matter. So, um, unfortunately, now that Allen Robinson has been signed to the Bears, um, that means it is going to be a far more boring offseason than I originally thought with the Bears, especially because there was, like, all these rumors about, like, uh, Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson. Um, but I think the biggest thing that the Bears need to focus on is they need some offensive line help, and they need it so, so badly. Um, so a guy that I honestly think is a realistic target um, would be a, either Alejandro Villanueva or Russell Okun. So the issue that I see with these two guys, though, is that they might be a little bit too uh, expensive for the Bears, um, seeing as just today they basically confirmed that they're not bringing back uh, Bobby, Ma- yeah, Bobby Massey, who is their offensive tackle. Um, so that frees up about 5 million in cap space. Um, speaking about restructuring contracts and stuff, they have actually gone around and they, uh, they restructured Khalil Max. Um, they're working on Eddie Jackson right now. And who is the player? Oh yes. Uh, uh, Kyle Fuller. Yes. They restructured his contract, which actually, um, freed up 6 million in cap space. So that was big. Um, but I think, yeah, honestly, offensive line is going to be the big focus um, because especially now that they have 
Allen Robinson and Darnell Mooney. Um, I think, I, I don't think they're going to worry about a wide receiver three unless they let go of Javon Wims, which goodness, I, I really hope they do. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'll ever fe- like be able to forgive that guy for both of those stupid stunts, both against the Saints um, when they played them this year. So it, it just kills me, man. Mitch throws one good pass all year, and Buddy can't even catch it. My goodness. Um, but so that's the, uh, the MVP right there? <laughs> that's the thing. Deshaun Watson and Patrick Mahomes have never won an MVP. Is that going to be like the the thing that like sticks with Trubisky his entire career? Yeah, like that is the fact gonna be, that he won the NBA. It's going to be a meme. Player. But the thing oh, is, and I I think everyone realizes this, but it literally means he sucked. He was so bad, he got an award for it. He was like no. so yeah yeah yeah. That's what it was. It was it was because he was like quote unquote resilient in that game. Oh. Like that's that's actually what the <laughs> oh, award was. Brutal. It's like it, it's the epitome of uh what is it? Gen X? Is that the newer generation? Not Gen Z. Z right? we're gen, gen Z, Gen Z. It is? Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah, we're all Gen Zs. No, but like the generation under us, what's that? There's millennials. Are you talking like younger than us? Yeah. Um yeah, it's generation uh, isn't X. It just isn't gen it Z? Not? No, Gen X would be before. No, earlier. Okay, so anyways, yeah, it's like the epitome of Gen Z giving someone a war, giving someone an award because they literally sucked. They could not have done any worse. Like um, a participation medal. Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Um, it's tough. I didn't know that. So, I thought he played well in that game. No, he he did not. He threw one good pass in that game and it was dropped. Um, no. <laughs> Uh, Nick Foles was another guy they restructured the contract for. Uh, so speaking of quarterbacks and the Bears, because that's that's really the big question mark of what's going on. I I don't know what they're going to do there. I'm going to be honest, because now that Allen Robinson is back, which again, as a Bears fan, yeah, I'm I'm really happy about. But uh, <laughs> I don't think we're getting Russell Wilson this year. I'll tell you that much. So I don't know. It's going to be how ha- it's going to have to be a a uh, a draft um fix i guess but i just with all of my heart i know for a fact it's going to be mac or what's his name yeah mac uh jones mac jones i almost said mac wilson um but i know with all my heart it's going to be mac jones and i'm just like i'm not looking forward to that at all (laughs) like oh oh, lord stop me now stop me he's what chris sims's best quarterback on the board is that was that right no, that was no, uh, number one. That was Zach Wilson that we were talking about. It was, what was it? it was Zach well, Wilson, Kellen, Trevor Kellen Lawrence. Mond. Oh. Kellen Mond. No, 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 no hold on. That... Hold on. Hold on. So Chris Sims, Chris Sims's list was, um, like, so he edited it, but the first one that I saw was Zach Wilson, then Trevor Lawrence, then Mac Jones, and then Kellen Mond, Justin Fields, and then Trey Lance in that order. And then he edited it to what? To what, Aiden? It was Mac Jones at one or Kellen Mond. No, 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 no. So like, uh, I think the list was the same, but when he talked about his list, it was, oh no, no, no. It was Zach Wilson at one, I think. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah. So, okay. Um, no, but like when he was talking about it, what he said was that as a true thrower, 
that Kellen Mond is more talented than uh, Trevor Lawrence. That's what that was. Interesting. So, yeah, the... Uh, I think that's dead wrong, but that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, Zach Wilson, Trevor Lawrence, Mac Jones. Yeah, he's Kellen Mond at four, and he thinks that as a thrower, he's better than Trevor Lawrence, which I completely agree with you. I think it's BS, but... I just like I, I just want to point out the glaringly obvious fact that his list is just the whitest quarterback to the darkest quarterback. I just like it's just it's just unavoidable when you look at that. Not yeah. to bring race into it, but anyways. Not not that Chris Sims is right. I mean, he's been like really good at like calling the quarterbacks in like the last couple of years. Like he had Lamar Jackson and then Josh Allen, then Baker Mayfield, then Sam Darnold, then Josh Rosen. Completely accurate. 2019, he had Kyler Murray, then Drew Locke, then Dwayne Haskins, then Finley, Stidham, Daniel Jones, Clayton Thorson, Will Greer. That's not bad, other than the fact that Daniel Jones has been, I would say, like Daniel Jones is probably a little bit lower just because he starts. And then Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Jordan Love, Tua Tonga Vailoa, which is yeah, not not bad. We but like, you have to consider that Jordan that. Love hasn't played yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So well, that's... like he he typically goes away from the board and away from the draft order, and he's usually pretty close to right. So this could be his year where he surprises everybody, but it could be the year he surprises everybody goodly or badly. Goodly is not a word, but you know what I mean. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we have a whole draft episode coming up. Um, Aiden, uh, so you, you're your top three for the Bears. You said one of the offensive tackles, Villanueva, and uh, well, yeah. So I'm gonna go with uh, Villanueva and um. Yeah. Uh, Russell Okung. Uh, okay. So I don't know. Those Bitcoin would. Guy. Yeah, we could go. Uh, well, exactly. Yeah. Uh, we could go with that as uh, one and two. Um, I'd love to say a receiver for my number three, but I just like. Kenny Galladay. No, but like it would. See, that's. This is the disappointing part that it would have to be a low down guy. Like. Corey Davis is the ceiling for the type of receiver that they'd sign, but I'm like 90% sure that Corey Davis will go to the Ravens or a team of that caliber. Um, Like he's going to have a better role than he did in Tennessee. So I legitimately think the type of receiver they'll get at best is like Alshon Jeffrey or Kenny Stills. potentially even maybe aj green but they can't like the issue is they can't spend that money on a guy like that you know what i mean do they even want him well i mean they want anyone they can get at this point i'm like bottom line it's not going to be an exciting it's not going to be an exciting uh off season for the bears um i just i hope we get at least two guys one being an offensive lineman I'd love the second guy to be a receiver, but knowing the Bears, it's going to be a defensive tackle because they don't have enough of those right now. Yes. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't right. want... Well, I mean, did you did you say anything about Russell Wilson? Because he's technically not a free agent. Uh, yeah, well, yeah, no. we I did talk about Russell Wilson a little bit. Um. Like, obviously, he's not a free agent, but I think the uh, signing of, um, uh, what's his name, uh, Alan Robinson kind of put a big uh, steaming pile of deuce on that one. I don't I don't think Russell Wilson's going to be moved this offseason, and if he does, I don't think it's going to be the Bears. 
I would be shocked if it the, was. I just heard. I just read a report that said they're making a strong push for him. Yeah, that's everyone's gonna say that though, right? Like they're just looking to make headlines in a off season that was supposed to be exciting, but is gonna be a big letdown. I already know. Like you look at the top ten free agents, they've all already been signed or franchise tagged. Oh, sorry, except for two of them. There's two of them that have not been signed or franchise tagged yet. So they both played for the Packers. (laughs) Well, what do you mean? Wait, who, who, who? Lindsley? Corey, Corey Lindsley and Aaron Jones. Oh, I was talking about Kenny Galladay and Aaron Jones. Oh, I forgot about him. Yeah. He's going to get paid. Yeah. Did you see his, his stats compared to Megatron's in their first four years? I think. No. He had one less touchdown and like a hundred less yards than Megatron. That's interesting. So that puts it in context a little bit. I also just don't think there's going to be another receiver. (laughs) I was just about to give that man the highest praise. I don't think we're ever going to see a receiver like Megatron ever again. Speaking of Megatron, I saw quite possibly the funniest tweet of all time. It it was like some, somebody tweeted and was like, uh, DK Metcalf right now is better than prime Randy Moss and prime Calvin Johnson ever were. And then somebody replied to the tweet was like, tell me you're 12 years old without telling me you're 12 years old. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, like all these people think like DK is like the second coming if you've never watched football before. But like, yeah, un- until that picture uh, like recreates itself in real life of like, you know, being double press covered, yeah. you're not Calvin Johnson. Nobody will ever be Calvin Johnson. Completely agree. Um, but that's, so that's all I've got for it's the so Bears hour. Um, however, disappointing that might've been. Uh, but I'm going to hand it over to Brady to talk about the Buccaneers. I will not be talking about the Buccaneers today. Um, nice. They're, they're just super boring right now. Uh, they reassigned their guys, uh, a couple more to sign that they'll get after restructured. And I think they're going to be very quiet in free agency. So this would be a very boring talking point. Um, the more exciting is the Patriots, who have about $70 million in cap space, um, which is... We thought 30 was a lot for the Panthers, but 70, 70 million bones, like they can, they can actually sign a couple players here. It, you know, it's not just going to be absorbed into, you know, several of their, you know, race signing players and stuff like that. So, um, and what do the Patriots need? Uh, every single position. Um, it's, it's, it's weird saying that usually it's just like, Oh, you know, we'll get a, I don't even know, like an offensive lineman or like someone, a defensive player, but they literally need everything. Um, starting with quarterback, because they do not have one on their roster, really. Um, Cam Newton is Gonzo. Um, and I don't really trust him to be the guy, really. Like, I mean, we've never seen him play other than like preseason. So I'm not really sold on him. Um, so I think quarterback would be my number one, just because I like, get starts with quarterback. Um, like I don't even know who really I th- I do know who I think Jameis Winston because I don't think he's resigned with the Saints right. He's a um. I don't at this point I don't know but I believe there have been talks about him resigning with New Orleans. Yeah, I think there's talks he'll be resigning, but maybe he decides to I don't know the market. Yep. But I think yeah, that's pretty much. It's pretty much the, I think he's, yeah, he's the best quarterback available. Um, 
And he looked in, in the limited plays he had last year, you know, in that crowded QB room in New Orleans with Breeze and Taysom Hill. Um, he looked good every time he came to the game. You know, he tossed those touchdowns or the one touchdown versus the Bucks in the playoffs, which was awesome. Um, so assuming that he can see now and that his 30 interceptions will kind of get cut in half at least, um, he's a great quarterback. You know, he he led the league in passing yards and, and touchdowns that one year. Um, but he, albeit, yes, 30 interceptions, but... <laughs> assuming his vision assuming he can see that like he can see now because he, he he said himself like i couldn't see who i was throwing to <laughs> and also i like, also throwing to the bucks receivers makes life easier um yeah. which is why for my second free agency target i would want to get a receiver since the patriots did not have a receiving touch uh receive wide receiver touchdown like what was it like week 14 i think it was or something cam newton had three passing touchdowns but they're all like to i think two are running backs like rex burkhead and one was whatever a tight end or something so patriots legit have nobody um i mean edelman was on the ir last year so but he's he's getting older he's been dropping he really dropped off after his super bowls um and well since brady left i should say even brady's last year he didn't look as good um so you can't really rely on Edelman being your number one. Uh, Nikhil Harry, first-round pick, he never panned out. And then it just drops right off to, like, Jacoby Myers and stuff like that. And, you know, they're all great, like, whatever, third receivers. But to have those guys leading your team, like, you're just asking for absolute failure. Um, so I would – since they have the money, they can afford going after, like, a like a T.Y. Hilton or a Kenny Galladay – I think Galladay is probably going to be the most paid just because of his age. Is he 26? I think. Uh, Kenny Galladay? Yeah, 28. He's 27 right So I think he would get paid more. Um, So I think he would get paid more. I mean, yeah, get more paid more than like a 32-year-old T.Y. or 33-year-old A.J. Green or 38-year-old Larry Fitzgerald. Um, So I I think like a T.Y. Hilton would be really cool. Um, very reliable. I, I just assuming he hits the market. That's, that's just assume everybody doesn't get resigned um, that I'm talking about here. Um, I think that'd be really cool. If not, you know, like uh, I love Will Fuller, Willie Sneed. I think they're great complementary players. Or Corey Davis, just strong wide receivers who can, you know, who can get those contested catches. That would be really cool. And they, I think they will definitely get one of the free agent tight ends. Um. It's not, it's not on my wish list since uh, I think I, I'd prefer um, a linebacker over a tight end. But there's lots of tight ends available, like Hunter Henry, Kyle Rudolph, Jared Cook, Eifert, uh, so on and so forth, Tyler Croft. So I think if they if they bring in like a, like a Kyle Rudolph, who, who is actually very interested in going to the Patriots, um, I think if they get like a Kyle Rudolph to kind of be that steady guy um, to – because they the Patriots drafted two tight ends last year and they weren't really that good, but uh, you know bringing that vet to come in and kind of show the youngins how to do it and you know be a be a good consistent pass catcher in the game that'd be very good and you know you need to re- revitalize that offense you know bring in a, a younger quarterback and if if Winston doesn't work out you get like a an Andy Dalton or an Alex Smith something like that um, you know kind of do the more pocket passing Patriot way. Um, you know, get a couple targets. The running, the running back room is fantastic. You don't even probably don't even need anybody. Um, James White's a free agent. He might leave. Team of 
to the Buccaneers, I hope. <laughs> um, reunite them. But, you know, like Rex Burkhead, he, he's been balling out recently, and you, you still got Sony Michelle and Damian Harris is coming onto the scene. So JJ Taylor, the rookie, that he was fantastic. So, and their, their offensive line, they just got Trent Brown from the Raiders um, in a trade. So they brought him back, which is great. Just shows up a really, really good offensive line. So all they're missing is B targets. And then maybe you can get some normalcy back. And then I think linebacking was a huge issue. Um, Hightower is coming back after opting out last year, but still. So it's either like linebackers or an outside linebacker, like inside or outside. I would take, I would take anything really to get some pass rush because if when you they only had Winovich kind of going around and he was didn't really get the job done most of the time. Um, and so like there there's quite a few outside line. I don't know like, but, but like I don't know if they're gonna bust the cap on like a Matt Juden or like a Melvin Ingram. Is Melvin Ingram outside? Uh, he's a defensive end. Defense. Okay. Well. Okay. Same. Yeah. I mean, like just like edge rushers is what I'm talking. Yeah. About. Like, yeah. He's more of an edge rusher. Yeah. Or like a Shaq Barrett or um, Bud Dupree. So I don't know if they're going to go all out or, or just kind of get a key guy who can kind of compliment Winovich, but I think that's what they should do. I think they should also trade Stefan Gilmore while he still has some value. Um, there's one more year left, 15 million maybe. Trade him to, you know, trade, trade him to like a team like Arizona or something who's looking to make the playoffs and they can Or the Packers, um, like uh, like Ryan really wants. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you know, just get some value from maybe more draft picks. You know, um, you know, he, 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 you know, you can get another first, something like that for for Stephon Gilmore. Um, he was injured last year, so we'll yeah we'll see. Yeah, it's if, just if uh, need more money for that. Yeah, I guess it's just based on how much uh, teams need, like an elite corner, um, and how much they. Mm-hmm like value the age gap there. You know what I mean? Um, Cause obviously yeah, cause I don't Ryan think he's super picture. old. Uh, I think what is he? He's like 31, 30. right? Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Look up real quick. Stephon? Yeah. I think, yeah, I think he's, he's like 30, maybe not at the end of his career, but not at the start by any means. Yeah. 30 he, on 30 on the dot. But that would be that would be like I'm not sure if you said this, but like a really good compliment to Jair Alexander. But actually, since we are talking about the Packers, cool. uh, we'll hand it over to Ryan to talk about his Green Bay Packers and the splash that they might make in the free agency. Yeah, and the splash is that they're not going to do anything because they have no money. <laughs> um, okay. So if you think that the Bears' off season is going to be sad, just wait. Um, the Packers will do nothing and they'll lose all of their good players. That That's pretty much it, honestly. Aaron Jones is as good as gone. Um, the Packers, air quotations is what I'm doing, are trying to sign Aaron Jones, um, but there's just basically no chance in hell that that's ever going to happen because he's going to he's gonna want a ton of money and he deserves it. And he, I mean, he should get it. Like, you never know how long a career is going to last. So get your money while you can. Um and it sucks to see him go, but like, it, there's just no feasible way. Like, we have one of the best money managers in the league, Russ Ball, 
and there's just there's just no money there there's none like we're i still think we're 10 over the cap so we still have to get rid of money so paying aaron jones would only add on top of that and they already said they're not going to release or they're not going to cut preston smith which would save 12 i think like 12 million dollars so i'm not really sure what they're doing um and Corey lindsley already said that he said uh he said that there's like no chance that he's signing in green bay he said that it's like 100% likely he's going to be on a different team. So mm. um, that's the top center and one of the top running backs in the league gone off the team. Um, uh, and yeah, like, well, so the trade that Brady was talking about, w- which I actually would like, is Stephon Gilmore. But like the trade wasn't really real. It said for a second round pick and there's no chance in hell that the Patriots are just going to send him off for a second. He's better than that. He's probably worth more than that at least i don't know about a first but at least a couple picks and a player um uh he's what two one or two years removed from a a defensive player of the year board like they're not going to give him away for a bucket of balls um i would love to see him in green bay and i yeah i think that he'd be really really good next to jair um but i just don't think that that's going to happen either um not to mention i don't even know how much is left on his deal like is that a lot is there a lot of money attached to that one year 15 million so it's it's like for the the packers you'd have to really move some players around and make it and and cut like a preston smith and and say goodbye to your free agents and you know that's what that's kind of like if they're if they're gonna do that that's fine that actually that actually helps their defense right now like immediately oh yeah that's why you lost kevin king Kevin, yeah, Kevin King was probably the reason we lost to the Bucks. Um, there was other stuff, but like he, like it was obvious. Like all, like there was three touchdowns just on him. So, um, that would obviously help the team. But I don't even know if fifteen millions in the budget. We still have to get rid of ten million, but like to be under right. the cap. So like, I don't really know what they're doing with Preston Smith. The fact that he's staying must mean he's got to be restructured, right? Like he has to be restructured. Um, Devonte Adams only has one year left on his deal, so a lot of people are speculating that they're going to extend him and backload the shit out of his contract. Um, so he's super cheap for the next, I don't know, three years, and then very, 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 very expensive for the next couple after that. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people think that they're gonna. Well, Aaron Rodgers has already requested to be um, extended, um, so that there's more money. Um, for context, Dak Prescott's making. And his most expensive year is making $3 million less than Aaron Rodgers' is the most expensive year. Um, so what I'm saying is that for a player who has three MVPs in a Super Bowl, only made $3 million more in his most expensive year than Dak Prescott will. So there's, there's so much money in the QB market, it's ridiculous right now. Um, and Aaron Rodgers wants um, some sort of stability because he doesn't know what's going to happen. We, we drafted like love everybody's like Rodgers is out the door but then Rodgers had one of the best quarterbacking seasons literally of all time um so like what happens now Rodgers wants a new contract um were they intending to move on from Rodgers but like what they're stuck in limbo now because you can't really just get rid of an MVP quarterback that like basically has given you guys a million wins in the last decade and a half like um Patriots just just did it so it's it's possible that something like yeah, but that the Patriots happen. are known for doing that. The Packers aren't like th- when you look at the history of teams, you, like it, it does play an important role. Like the, like 
sort of the character of the team, right? If the Patriots is like, we'll take whatever, um, you're going to play into our system and we'll cut big players, that's fine. That's what they do. But I don't really think the Packers do that. Um, typically, I don't, they trade like they they let go of, of Brett Favre, um, but Brett Favre wasn't coming off one of the best seasons of all time as a quarterback. He was actually coming off his worst season by far. Um, so it's 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 definitely different, and context matters. Um, that being said, we also have uh, we like a lot of our players. Like Zadarius Smith just said, he wanted to be a Packer for all time like for the rest of his career, he just tweeted that out like yesterday, I think. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're going to try and restructure his deal and backload the shit out of it as well. Like they're going to have to get super, super creative. And David Bakhtiari just restructured his deal, um, which happened this past season, like during the season, uh, made him the highest paid left tackle ever. Um, so he just restructured it. So it's back ended. Um, so like, essentially i think what the what the model is is that they're going to make everybody super cheap right now and try to win and then just suffer uh in a couple years that at least that's what i think is going to happen uh i mean that's that's the outlook for the packers right now they have no money and they have a lot of needs um and a lot of players that well i mean everybody wants Devonte adams back after this year so they got to make something happen there um and i'm assuming Devonte wants to come back right like um it's it's really tough like the money situation's so slim it's it's pretty sad actually nobody wants to see Corey lindsley or aaron jones walk but unfortunately that's just gonna have to happen and then Mm -hmm. they're gonna have to get lucky in the draft um they receive like they're having 10 10 draft picks so um like will they trade up probably um when you have that much draft capital you're probably going to trade up and get something that you need i believe that they're looking at a couple middle linebackers, which would be uh, well needed, um, to say the least. Uh, so hopefully, maybe jump up and get one of them. But yeah, they're gonna have to, they're, or they're just gonna have to get lucky. That's it, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're yeah. All, we'll go ahead. Sure. And the uh, the cap did. Uh, we're, we're talking about this earlier today. The cap went down by was it sixteen million dollars. For the um, first last time, year. maybe ever. We, like, is this the first so. time the cap's going down? The last lockout, maybe? I, f- I forget what it was, but... um, In a long time, let's just say. it's it, So it went down. So you have all these teams... um, Like, when, when, when teams gave out contracts a couple last year or two years ago, three years ago, they thought, okay, the cap is going to be going up, uh, whatever it is, $10, $15 million each year, so... In 2021, it's going to go up to here. We're going to have 210 million dollars cap space, but instead, it's gone down 16 million. So, you know, all these teams can't afford a ton of players, and that's why you know it was never in the Packers' plan to you know be in this situation. And a lot of teams are are negative or have. Oh, I think I read somewhere that that the Saints are like like, like something like 50 million dollars over the cap. Like they oh, have yeah, to shed a lot. They are they're they're down to thirty million because they um negative thirty because they just restructured Demario Davis and I think someone someone else Cameron Jordan maybe a couple defensive guys they restructured so yeah KC's negative twenty Chicago negative twenty two um, Rams are worse at negative thirty two but yeah but you still have all off season to restructure and get above zero before the season starts or whenever the day is so they'll but, find a way. That, that... That implies that like the player has to be involved in restructuring. Not all players want to get 
paid basically nothing for a couple years and then everything at the back end of their deal like some yeah. of them probably need money like like constantly like consistently yeah well like they're, I not, think... it's not like they're getting nothing well no but if they're a, a, accustomed to like getting six million dollars a year then they have like a lot of expenses i'm assuming um like you can't just be getting like three million dollars for the next four years and then twelve million dollars like for the for the three years after that, right? If it's a seven year deal. Well, then the team says, "Well, it's either you restructure or we're, we're releasing you." That's like that's what the that's what the memo is. So yeah, and we're seeing. I actually, these- I was saying this earlier, but like it's kind of weird. Like if you think about the butterfly effect, then someone uh, was in a uh, in a wet market in China, and that's the reason Aaron Jones isn't. Isn't on isn't going to be on the Packers anymore, um, which is a crazy comparison, like a connection. But it's just kind of funny if you think about it. Yeah, uh, it's going to be, and it's funny. I, I just opened up Twitter, and the very first tweet I see is Darius Smith saying, "I want to be a Packer for life." So it's really weird that that was the very first thing I saw from eight it's hours. The algorithm. Ago. Well, that's because it listens to us. It does yeah. listen to us. Weird. <laughs> Oh man, so this is like off topic, but like now that we're talking about the algorithm, like, um, so two crazy things that happened. TikTok, I find, is so bad with it, man. Like, um, when we were having that conversation about the British royal family on, uh, like, I was it Twitter? Yeah, it was. It was Twitter. I went on TikTok that night, and sure enough, the of the first five TikToks I looked at, at least three of them were like Meghan Markle um it's, it's also what was very popular at the time like the interview that's just true. happened that's true Obviously, there's videos on it um but the other one and like again this is this is again like something that's been um in the media a lot recently but like the uh myers leonard uh situation um won't go too much into that uh. but i've been seeing a lot of like you were saying ryan like his wife's tiktoks and um, a lot of stuff about that on TikTok. So um, pretty interesting, but. It is an extremely wild situation. Um, mm-hmm. And obviously it wasn't well thought through by Myers. I think that's, no. I mean, no. to say the least. Yeah, no, not at all. Um, we won't dwell on that too hard, but uh, what I want to do here. Ryan has to give us his free agent that he wants to target. Yes, yes, that's true. Oh, uh, for, Ryan, for what are Green your Bay? yeah your top three? Uh, I think before we came, we explained it. So like, yeah, just like three free agents, any position, like most highest priority to lowest, or not lowest, but like highest to third highest um, that you would want to see. So like, I don't know, like you can you can say we can you can say a position. We can I have a thing pulled up that tells me all the like free agents at that position, but okay. If you um, can I it, say Aaron Jones, or can I not say like Packers? No, yeah, you definitely can. I was going to do okay. non, non. Oh, okay, non, okay. No, I like I like that as yeah. well. Available free. Well, I mean, you want so like assume that your free agents are leaving, and then assume that like the available free agents right now aren't going to resign with their team. New faces, baby. The new faces. Okay. Okay. Um, can you give me? Oh. Extent. Can you give me a, a a free agent at middle linebacker? Jayon Brown is uh is one of them. Red linebacker. Yeah, middle linebacker is uh this is a top free agency class. I'll oh, that's 20 true. Minutes. 
Avery Will Ooh. Williamson. Avery not inside or is he? Avery Williams, he's an inside linebacker. Because yeah. um, Kirksey's a, a good. Agent. Well, yeah, not him. <laughs> we just cut him. Juan um, Alexander would be a good pickup. He's like, he's yeah, we need a good off-ball linebacker for sure. Made made um, thirteen and a half last year, so and he was really good last year too. I liked him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's good. He was on the really good uh, 49ers team two years ago. Mm. Yes, then Noy is more. He's more like down, like not not down lineman, but like he's more of an in front of him player than a behind himself. Player. Yeah, I, I definitely thought. I thought Van Noy was a defensive end. If I'm being completely honest, he he plays down a bit, but I, he's he's an inside linebacker. But he he does come down quite a bit. Yeah, I don't know necessarily looking for that we're looking for more of an off ball we need a lateral sideline to sideline guy like um like with the devin white build jayon brown is like he's not as fast but he's a young physical linebacker like sideline to sideline like you were saying he was on the tennessee titans um played with uh what's his name rashawn evans uh both of them together like super underrated linebacking duo but oh my gosh like they're yeah. both really physical, really fast, great off-ball linebackers. So, um, if you're looking yeah. for like young backers, like that's another uh, potential big pickup. Yeah, and you know, it doesn't even have to be like a superstar. We just need someone who has that skill set because I, we just don't have that right now, and we get toasted for it all mm-hmm. every like almost every game. Yeah. Um, so that I think Aaron Jones would definitely be a massive like th- like from what I've heard. Um, Aaron Jones is the only person they've talked to about a contract. Like, I don't even think they approach Corey Lindsley. Like, they're just going to have to cut their losses, I guess, with that. <laughs> um, like, he's the only person that the Packers are talking to in terms of a contract. Um, whether that means that they're going to, like, focus everything on getting it done or not, I don't know. But yep. I, I just don't think it's likely. And any of the Packers insiders that uh, are, like, beat reporters or whatever, like, basically are saying, like, there's, like, like no chance in hell that he's coming back um mm. he he's getting pretty cozy in miami it looks like so um <laughs> so do you um, roll with Jam- like do you bring try to bring jamal back and just run with aj as your number one i have not heard anything which is surprising about jamal williams and i thought that they would make might be able to get him back on like a, a team friendly deal because i think he said he wanted to come back um, to like the press so like i'm surprised i haven't heard anything um I, I can't imagine his market's too big because again he was he was mostly behind aaron jones right um so hopefully they can get back get him back on a team-friendly deal and then yeah aj Dillon played really well in the games that he was featured in um but like he's a young running back so he still has to develop obviously but he's yeah. the build of a Packers running back, like someone who's going to run hard downfield in the snow, like type thing. Mm-hmm. That's what they love. I like AJ Dillon. Is um, assuming Jamal doesn't come back, uh, it would be you. Know, you kind of need that one-two punch. The only like legit running back was Kenyon Drake, who's a free agent now. He had 955 well, rushing. Well, the speculation is that if neither Jamal nor Aaron Jones come back. They're going to run with AJ as their number one, and they're going to draft another one. Um, Who knows who that guy is going to be because it's not necessarily a strong running back draft class. Like there's, um, I believe there's Najee Harris and then ATN 
Um, and I think those are like the two top, right? Like there's yes. nobody else really. There's there's like yeah, a few so other guys, but those are like the two notable guys like in that draft class for sure. Yeah. And if, um, if you if you really wanted to, you could assuming they last the first round, you you could use your first round pick on one of them, but I don't I don't, I think you should again you should go linebacker, but if you really want to, I you can well, get one of the two at 29, I think. A lot of people are assuming that they're going to pick a cornerback in the first round and a lot of people think it's going to be the the washington cornerback um i can't remember his name but like he just ran like a four three one in his pro day yeah something super speedy i i can't remember his name uh honestly off the top of my head but at the rankings here he's he's watching so I have the draft. Yeah, he was too. ranked at the bottom of the. Yeah, he was ranked at the bottom of the first round for a while, but like his apparently his pro yeah. day was like super elite, and so he, like he's gonna rise. Um, and the mm-hmm. the linebacker they were looking at his stock's apparently gonna rise as well. So they they might not get either of them. Um, no, if they're gonna pick a running back, I would expect third or fourth round. I mean, Aaron Jones was a, a fourth round. I think he was third or fourth for sure. Um, they don't really use picks on running backs in the first round at all really i'm i'm not a fan of first round running backs either unless unless it's obvious like a saquon barkley or um and 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 unless they're like after 28 kind of like um when clyde went to kansas city last year at 32 or let's say the bucks um you know all all, you know they just pick best player available at 32 and okay etienne's there let's get a pass catcher kind of thing so I don't know. Yeah. We'll, we'll see who falls. It's going to be, I can't wait for the draft. It's going to be really fun. Yeah, I, I would be surprised if the Packers don't dra- uh, like uh, uh, trade up because they have yeah. 10, they have 10 overall picks. That's a mm-hmm. lot of draft they, capital that they can they, use. They, they owe it to the people to get a draft right. And they owe it. <laughs> well, they, they've gotten a couple of drafts, right? Like Kenny Clark's one of the best in the league at defensive linemen or nose they, tackle specifically. They, First pick, not getting like not getting weapons or not addressing their number one need, kind of thing. Like, or 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 just looking at last year, like they owe it to make up for last year with the Jordan Loveston. And like you, you could have had, you could have had Justin Jefferson. Like, it would have been yeah. But like, what what they're gonna say is that we well we haven't even looked at uh, Jordan Love yet. Like, he could be the next Aaron Rodgers. We don't know. That's what the Packers do. They they take a pick on some guy that they like. They think that ha- they have super high elite potential skill, and then they develop, develop, develop. And he could end up being an Aaron Rodgers. So we kind of just have to sit on that. Um, yes, it didn't help the team now. So like, are they going to draft a wide receiver in the first round? Everybody's going to want them to, but they're not gonna. Um, I would expect that they're going to draft a linebacker or or a. Uh, a cornerback unless someone like super elite falls for no reason like obviously mm-hmm. they like to say they take the best player on the board um regardless of position so if, if, a, if a super like strong player fell then they would take but um i i just don't think they're going to spend it on offense this year i don't yeah. know it, it's going to be tough like I don't really, if for a third guy for free agent, I'd love to see Kenny Galladay in, in Green Bay, but like that's just not going to happen. Kenny Galladay is going to get paid a lot of money. It's, yeah, yeah he's the. That's that's kind of what I was saying about the Bears earlier. Like to uh, to want to 
like a receiver as a number three, like you can't expect anyone higher than Corey Davis. And even then, like Corey Davis is a three, like that's pretty good. Especially like yeah. for the Packers when you have uh MVS, Devontae Adams, Alan Lazard, who's like really talented, like really athletic and really talented. So like I don't know. I could honestly see them rolling with those three again. They're gonna sit. Oh, unless I can actually see Emmanuel Sanders going as a slot wide receiver, because we don't really have a true slot wide receiver. That's um, true. Whether whether he's like a, a pure slot receiver, like like as a player, I don't really know. Sometimes he's out on the on the outside, but like uh, he feels like a type of player that you could adapt easily to the slot. Um, so maybe him, but that's still maybe a stretch. Like like you said, um, Alan Lazard and MVS. Like a lot of people like for lack of a better word, shit on shit on MVS. But I thought he was actually way better than I was expecting last year. Like, yeah, he had a couple drops, but like he had the most catches over, I think 20 plus yards or the most touchdowns over 20 plus yards in the entire league, in a league that, you know, includes guys like Tyree kill. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he's, he had a pretty good season. Like he's, he's, he's so a good player. Fast. He is so, yeah. so fast. Yeah, and the Bears put a linebacker on him. So yeah, well, okay, that was that was unneeded. Come on now, that not so not just a linebacker because if it was Roquan Smith, it's like sure, yeah, why yeah, not? Yeah. But no, let's put the fat old Danny Trevathan, his thirty-three <laughs> year old ass, on one of the fastest receivers in the NFL because that's a decent. So that's idea, like that's right? like putting James Harrison on him. Like, I, I'd oh, rather no. I would rather put James Harrison on him. Putting it's like putting Aiden Wall on him. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 actually a fair comparison. I'll give you that one. <laughs> He's, this dude's an absolute burner, and you just you put James Harrison on him. Yeah, I expect like, it to go well. Oh, James Har- <laughs> James Harrison's quick though, but like James Harrison was like boy. animal, like absolute animal, probably one yeah. of the best athletes in NFL history. Which controversial, but I will I will debate that until the end of time. Oh, wow. Famous expatriate, so <laughs> yeah, that's true. It was more when he was on the Steelers, that's when he was like he scary. Talk about that. He was Absolutely very terrifying. Yeah, he had like Ray Lewis work, energy. Work, like, people energy. were afraid of him. Yeah, he was. Yeah, oh, we should. Uh, we'll definitely do an episode where we talk about like former players, like scary. Like, we'll go category by category, we'll do like scariest of all time like most athletic of all time like that kind of stuff that would be, be a fun Ooh, i'm picking yo my pick is cam chancellor for scariest of all okay, well okay we'll get into that in a, in a later episode but, he's not the scariest um, of all time but he was one of the most physical players of all time yeah yeah he could he could definitely be up there but receivers um, didn't want to go over the middle mm-hmm. when they're facing the legion of boom yeah that that is fair no, well, no one wanted to throw on the Legion of Boom as is. That, that too, that too. Or run, because you got them freaking, you got Cam coming down 10 yards downfield. You got damn Robert and Wagner got... just crumpling people inside. <laughs> Robert <Yes>. Wagner. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, okay, well, so we will actually cap this episode off here. Um, we are at our time, but uh, we've had all the boys talk about their free agents and their hopes for the free agency. Of course, we've had uh, some fun, like we've got the Patriots and the Panthers hoping to make 
a uh, big splash in the free agency this year. And we could see some potentially big trades. And then Ryan and I sitting in the NFC North, twiddling our thumbs, uh, just waiting for a free agency to be over. And uh, the <laughs> preseason, I guess. Just, just crying relentlessly. The draft. Oh yeah, the draft. That's true. But I'm I'm just waiting for us to draft a a tight end, uh, Kyle Pitts. Welcome to the Chicago Bears. I guess I should probably say that. Hey, now. he'd actually be a really good pickup. People say just, he's the best receiving like player in the draft that, that has Jamar Chase and Devonta Smith. I just don't drop into twenty. Let me tell you, <laughs> that's the yeah. So he's not gonna drop to twenty. So, um, no, the, the Bears will likely up, <laughs> trade up to get him. <laughs> That's why they tagged out <laughs> Robinson because they're gonna trade hey, up the Ted and pick Kyle Pitts. No, that's why they got that's why they got rid of uh Jimmy Graham so they have room for him. No, they yeah. they they're getting rid of Jimmy <laughs> Graham they because they need money. They have zero money. Why does nobody <laughs> in the <laughs> NFC North have money? I don't know, man. It's because we we spend our money on these dumb old players like freaking Jimmy Graham yeah. and uh Harrison Smith's going to get the snip because the, the Vikings have no money and he's yeah, one of the, the Vikings, safeties in the league. And the Vikings are <laughs> smart. That is smart. Sad to see him go off the Vikings, but that is a smart move. Uh, but I'm not will... sad, personally. <laughs> yeah, okay, that's that's fair. But like, I like him as a guy and I liked him on the Vikings, but uh, hopefully wherever he goes next, we'll treat him better uh, than the Vikings. Yeah, I guess don't the Vikings... go to the, anywhere else but the NFC North, unless it's on the Packers. The Vikings treated him well. I can't really say that, but uh, hopefully he gets a good shout wherever he goes. But uh, we will cap this one off here. Uh, hopefully you guys are looking forward to free agency as much as we are. It starts uh, on Monday. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, Brady, you want to hit us with a sign-off? Yeah, thanks for listening, everybody. Can't wait for free agency to let us down yet again. And I guess we're... Uh, we're I guess... Free agency recap is going to be coming up, and we'll just be very sad about what our teams yeah, did not as do. As Michael Scott said, I'm ready to get hurt again. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. ready to get hurt again. <laughs> so with that, uh, may your punts be high and downside the 10. Thank you, boys and girls. Let's go. Team. Team.